Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi with uh, another bit of a follow-up to the Free Range American podcast. For those of you who don't know, uh, my good buddy JT, Jared Taylor, one of the owners of Black Rifle Coffee, had me on his podcast. Well, not necessarily his, but those of Black Rifle Coffee, the uh, Free Range American podcast uh, about a month ago. And uh, I've gotten lots of good feedback. I've, I've gotten some, some questions. I've gotten some clients reaching out. But what appears to be the topic, a topic of greatest discussion is the topic of obedience versus discipline. And the point that I try and make in that podcast is, uh, at least inside the construct of a military environment, are we training our people to be disciplined, which is what they say all the time, or realistically, what my argument is, are we training them to be obedient? And and I, I have to be honest, like I really think it, it goes toward the latter. And I, I think there's a whole lot of strength that comes with it. Now, the, the first point I must make is, I am not trying to talk poorly about the military, right? This isn't me now that I'm retired, just opening my mouth and hating on the military mechanism because I loved every second of my career. Uh, I felt like I left and, and you know, I still had gas in the tank and I still still wanted to go on with my career. I just wanted to come back and be a dad more, right? And and so so there's, there's, there's no love lost. And, and it's not that I think the military is doing it wrong, but what I think we need to do is help the military evolve. And I think with this concept, and, and with the discussions like these, with conversations like these, you know, like the podcasts that I put out there where it gets people thinking, I think it's important because, um, you know, words is important, as Steve Hodge says. And so, um, I, you know, I've, I've been kind of peeling back that onion. So I've been doing a lot, a lot of research online to help support my point. And it's very interesting because the majority of articles that you're going to find uh, relating to obedience versus discipline are, are either geared towards relationships or geared towards parenting and education of our young children. And what are we trying to instill in them? Um, are, are we trying to force obedience? Like, do we want a disciplined child? Or, you know, quite honestly, like, do we want a disciplined child? And so these these are, are great conversations. And I think it's something that that, that we definitely need to, to ask our, ourselves. And so, so one of the articles that I found that I've absolutely that I absolutely love uh, was written uh, coming up on three years ago by Safa Mazari S A F A M A H Z A R I uh, May twenty seventh twenty eighteen on uh, his medium.com site and it, it it really is great and so I'm going to read like seventy five percent of it just to kind of shape it but so I'm kind of uh, Tarantino this a, a little bit the, the way that I'd like for us to understand. The difference between obedience and discipline is obedience is doing what others want because it's important to them. And obedience is doing the hard stuff that other people want because it's important to them. Discipline is doing what's important to you. And discipline is doing the hard stuff because it's important to you. And, and I, I added that last part, like important to you, and, and it'll, it'll kind of tease out here because, you know, discipline isn't just doing what you want, right? <laughs> discipline is doing the hard stuff too, but you can do that hard stuff because it's important to you because you find value in it and you understand what's going on. There's a felt need for what you're doing or what has to happen. That is going to help you stay disciplined, right? But so go, go going to this article, this is what he says. He says, I make a clear distinction between obedience and discipline. Obedience is doing what others tell you to do without hesitation. I do not think obedience is a virtue. In fact, I'd go as far as to say that obedience is, is uh, a vice. And quite honestly, I'm going to uh, interrupt here. It's like, I absolutely agree. 
right? And it's not necessarily that obedience is a vice, but the vice is our lack of understanding between whether we are being obedient or whether we are being disciplined, right? Because just blind obedience, if I do what I'm told, great, I'm a sheep, right? And, and, and there's, and again, there's time and place. There's sometimes leaders and people need sheep to go out and just get the mission done, go attack this. And again, a time and a place for that, but that's not necessarily leadership. That's just passing messages and, and things of that nature. So anyway, sorry to pull us away. So going back to his article, he says, to be obedient is to outsource your thinking to accept too much of life as rigid or fixed or given. There are certain things that we agree upon in a social context, like stopping at red lights, because it benefits us all. For instance, we stop at red lights because we understand that cross traffic will start to drive and may hit us. But what happens when a signal malfunctions? Are we supposed to sit at a red light for five minutes? There becomes a point where we apply our own thinking to the specific situation and break obedience. Well, I hope that's the case. I also know that people who are devout in their obedience, they never stop to ask why. Discipline, by contrast, is following through on what you want. It takes discipline to do the things that you want because they are often in conflict with what others around you want for themselves or for you. There's no shortage of people eager to spend our money and take up our time. But what are those who unconditionally want what's best for us? Why is, for instance, uh, for instance, that we have more acquaintances who talk us out of going to the gym than those who are willing to join us in a workout. To become anything of importance, you must have discipline. There are years and years of work behind every achievement, every book on sale, every successful product, every work of art, every trophy lifted. Perhaps I overvalue achievement. Maybe it's my personal coping mechanism. That's a criticism I should consider, but I also believe high discipline and low obedience leads to a much more interesting life. In summary, I think... Obedience is succumbing to external pressure. Discipline is pushing forward because of your relentless inner motivation. And there's there's more that, that you can you can find on that article. But again, I, I cannot tell you how much I righteously and wholeheartedly subscribe to this. And again, this isn't a, a, meant to be a slap in anyone's face or poke anyone in the eye. I just ask, as I talk about a lot on the Cape Lead Revolution, is that we have the conversations we're always trying to have. In order to do that, we need to speak purposefully. And we, for like, for the love of God, we need to speak with the right words. If we tell people that if they do what I say and kind of cloud that under the, the shroud of discipline, we're misleading our people. And eventually they're going to see through some of that stuff and they're going to ask some of these questions like I have and they'll come to the realization that maybe for a long time and maybe for a lot of different reasons, they were sold a bad bill of goods. So leaders, I, I, I have to put it to you, right? Have you thought about this? And it's funny and, and you know, huge kudos to the team there at Black Rifle Coffee and, and all the uh, producers and editors of the Free Range American podcast because when they uploaded it to Instagram, they had asked, hey, hey, you know, if you're in the military, do you think that you were trained to be obedient and disciplined? And only one third of the people um, said obedient, like most thought that they taught discipline, which, you know, I, 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 I can probably get to a certain extent other than like for those of us who were in for any length of time was, you know, did I shine my boots every single night because I thought it looked good? Or did I shine my boots every night because I was told it looked good and that's what is important. And then when I shine my shoes, was it okay just to get them black? Was it okay just to put a little gloss on them? Or did they need to be mirror-like? And I'm gonna be honest with you, I ended up being disciplined enough to make them mirror-like 
every single night. And I remember living in Colorado Springs uh, with my best friend and roommate, uh, now retired senior master sergeant, Dave Dill Bickle. And, you know, he and I would sit down, we'd watch CSI or play video games and, and we, we'd shine our boots every night. Now, I'm here to tell you that that, that's, that was he and I being disciplined. That was us being disciplined and not obedient because we saw the value in what was going on. But again, if we peel that onion back, I can only say that it's disciplined because we learned to value that to an acceptable level or at least to a different level than we would have already done this. Because here's the deal. Since like shined boots got away from the military about a decade ago, have I continued to spit shine my, my everyday dress shoes? Nope, I haven't. Now I will run a brush over them and, and you know, like once or twice a year, I'll put a coat of polish on them and just kind of, you know, make, make them look nice. Or maybe I'll stop in an airport, right? While, as I'm wearing those shoes and have them polished up. But that's the exception and not the rule, right? So if I were truly disciplined, I would know that shine boots make the man. But I'm, I'll be the first person to tell you that since that day, I've stopped shining my boots. Like since we got away from shine boots, I haven't kept it up. So I can't necessarily, not necessarily say that I was disciplined. I was obedient. I was obedient in that time. Now, I had a high level of, of obedience and Lord knows I didn't think of myself as a sheep, but I would have to allow for the conversation that I absolutely was. It's not like I personally valued that. I was taught to personally value that. And that if I value these certain things, and if I do these certain things, then I can find success inside the construct of the military mechanism, or at least the United States Air Force. And that's, and that's fine. That's what I did. But perhaps I only have this perspective now. Would I have shaved my face every single day in the military? I did it because I was obedient. I did it, but I didn't like it. I shaved my face. I didn't see the value in it. And I know that that beards are coming up as a huge topic of conversation in the military now, or at least in the Air Force. And it looks like it's, it's crossing all services, right? Because here's the deal is when we look, you know, over the past 20 years of warfare and we look at, at movies and what the civilian world thinks of the, the military mechanism, all they see is like ball caps and beards and rolled up sleeves and some dirty guys who are out doing God's work and fighting on the front lines. And whether they're shaven or not, has no bearing on what they are doing. When we're coming back from, from World War II and, and we're trying to re-envision what the military looked like, we adopted some standards and some standards that were consistent with contemporary American society, but only in the 1950s. We adopted these standards and said, this is what professionalism looks like. And I hate to say it, but we've hardly evolved past it. Not that I'm saying that every person out there should have a ponytail below their legs or everyone needs a huge lumberjack or Viking beard. But what I am saying is that we need to relook at what we value. Because if I can value it, I can be disciplined. If I don't value it, I can be obedient. And I'd much rather have the former than the latter. But it takes these types of conversations, it takes this type of introspective look to see exactly what we're doing and why and at the end of the day, does it really matter? And, and again, I, I'm not I'm not trying to, to be argumentative here and again, bring down the military. It's just at the end of the day, one of the things I was fond of saying, because I, I have been a huge supporter of beards for quite a long time, was when I was stationed as the command chief at the 305th Air Mobility Wing at Joint Base McGuire-Dix-Lakehurst in New Jersey, was I shaved every day and I looked professional every single day. But if we had a chem attack that day, the only thing that would happen was... I would die with a cleanly shaven face because I was not issued a gas mask. 
And there are a whole lot of arguments, well, we can't do beards because we have to wear gas masks and we need to be prepared for what we need to have in a chemical, biological, nuclear, or, or like radiation type of environment. So we need to put on these gas masks uh, to find our way through it, which I absolutely get. But absent that scenario in a, a normal day-to-day -day operations, then maybe there's some allowance to have some of that stuff make sense. Because in contemporary American society, people don't care whether it's long hair or super beards or piercings or colored hair or all kinds of other things, I think the least of America's worries are whether or not the American warrior has a beard uh, and or ponytails, right? The Air Force just lacks their standards when it comes to, to ponytails and stuff. And so I, I think that is a step in the right direction. But again, as, as I've seen online and you hear some of that chat, it's like beards has to be a natural follow-up to that, right? If we can say that that is now professional, that perhaps, you know, if we don't have to wear any type of life-saving oxygen mask on a daily and or weekly basis, then maybe we have the latitude to allow for beards. And again, that kind of drifts slightly off topic from the subject, but again, it goes back to, did I shave my face because I was obedient or because I was disciplined? I wasn't disciplined to, because I was shaving my beard every day. I was obedient because I was shaving my beard every day. I didn't believe in it. I didn't agree with it. And I didn't want it. And yet I still did it. That sounds like the utter definition of obedience. I was given an order, I was forced to comply, and I complied. And and uh, again, I'm, I'm not saying it always has to be a bad thing, or, or like in this case, I, I was not necessarily a sheep, but I'm just saying is that for years and years and years, I, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily free thinking about this, and I was taught that I shaved because I was a well-disciplined warrior. And that's probably not the case. And I think we need to, to kind of just unpack a lot of this conversation. We need to pull the thread. We need to peel the onion and get down to the root of what is important. And if I can articulate why something is important to somebody, then maybe I can help them be disciplined rather than just obedient. But if they don't care about it, if they don't see the value in it, I think the, the highest organizational level of command that we're going to get is going to be obedience. So, as always, I appreciate your time today. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you here next time on the Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi reminding you to always educate, anticipate, and dominate. We'll talk to you soon, folks. Cheers.